you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Things are happening. Things are getting hot in Kansas City ahead of the 2023 NFL Draft. It's just days away. It's never too early to to grill some stuff, especially if you're headed that way. But also, you can just do it at home. Grill at home as you're watching the draft. It's going to be a great time, great way to pass the time. This is Good Morning Football. This is what we're all about. We are presented by Ram Trucks live in New York City. It's a Monday of draft week. I'm Jamie Erdl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Let's go to the lead block. Time for the lead block. Tom Pelissero is already in Kansas City, my friend Tom. The Texans hold the second overall pick. They will be burying themselves in the paperwork and the video and the decisions that they have to make. And for a while, the popular thought was that they would go quarterback. But now there is an undercurrent of thinking that that's not necessarily the case. What insight can you give us about the direction the Texans might go with their second overall pick heading into Thursday? Well, Jamie, Colts GM Chris Ballard said it well recently when he noted that nobody actually knows anything. However, you're right. Over the past week or two here, there has been a sense within the league that the Texans are unlikely to take a quarterback at number two overall. It does make some sense. They got a new head coach in D'Amico Ryans. He needs premier edge players, premier defensive linemen to make that scheme go. Could they take Will Anderson? Could they take Tyree Wilson? Could they buoy that defense before they worry about the quarterback position? It is certainly a possibility. And remember, they also own the number 12 overall pick. Nick Casario has been calling around over the past couple of weeks, not just about potentially moving down from number two, but also about maybe moving up from number 12. So could they take defensive player at number two and then trade up, maybe even all the way to number three, to take a quarterback? Those are the scenarios right now that are being discussed within the league. What we do know is that the four quarterbacks will be among the 17 players here at the draft. We'll be covering it all for you right here on NFL Network. Jamie. Tom Pelissero, thank you very much. Let's hang on the Texans. They are one of four teams with multiple picks in the first round. Houston holds 2-12. Seattle, 
five and 20. Detroit, six and 18. And the reigning NFC champion Eagles, oh my, seriously, 10 and 30. Uh, let's stick with the Texans. Nice. How can the Houston Texans maximize their two first round picks, Peter? Yeah, I think it's interesting what Tom Pelissero just reported that mm. it's Chris Ballard who's got the four spot. He's like, anyone tells you they know what the Texans are doing is full of. And that's the case. And that's been because they've kept it close to the vest this entire time. Best player available makes sense when you have your quarterback and you have a star wide receiver Mm -hmm. and you just want to add on. Like the Eagles can go best player available. The Seahawks can go best player available. The Texans, I look at that quarterback spot and I think, are you really satisfied with Davis Mills? You know, in free agency, they could have signed Jimmy Garoppolo. They could have gone... Sign Case Keenum as their yeah. thing. So it's Case Keenum and Davis Mills yeah, as their two quarterbacks. Room. So on paper, it makes sense that you don't plan on being second overall or first overall many years in the draft, certainly not consecutive years. If there's a quarterback you love, you take him at two and you just move on and everyone, we have our new quarterback. Mm-hmm. And yet everyone I speak to tells me, hearing Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson and more Tyree Wilson than Will Anderson, wow. which would be a shock in itself. To think that a Texas Tech defensive player would go second overall in an NFL draft is crazy considering Texas Tech is not known for its defensive prowess. And yet Tyree Wilson came in here and he was everything you could imagine from the physical specimen point. And I think teams are intoxicated with that with that possibility. You've been on this for months, Peter. I've guy. been saying yeah. he was in my combine list. He was my first prospect. I was fascinated. He didn't even compete at the combine and do and do his pro day. So the size, the ability, and then you look at what D'Amico Ryan's built in San Francisco with that defense. And I say built, of course, Robert Sala was a mm-hmm. coordinator there when he was there, and Chris Kacerik was a defensive line coach. And what the Niners' philosophy was for many years, we went through it. Solomon Thomas on the defensive line, Armstead on the defensive line, Buckner on the defensive line, yeah, yeah, Bosa yeah, on the yeah. defensive mm-hmm. line, Javon Kinlaw on the defensive <laughs> line. And when that doesn't work out, go sign Javon Hargrave on mm-hmm. the defensive line. If there's any shadow of what the Houston Texans are going to be right now, there are two really good edge rushers in this draft. Their names Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson. And you also have the 12th pick, which to Tom's point, you can use as a chess piece if you want to move up and get one of those quarterbacks, if they fall out of the top three or four, mm-hmm. or if you just want to sit pretty at 12 and say, we'll consider whoever's sitting there. But my only counter to that, and I know I've talked for a lot of times uh, just now, on the text. Mm. If you like the guy enough at 12, is he not worth just taking it two and making sure you get it? Mm. So as opposed to just settling on whoever yeah. falls to you at 12, mm-hmm. it's a 10-pick difference, but everything I'm hearing is they're not scared to pass on a defensive on a quarterback in this draft and just say, punt on it. Let's get the best defensive player on the board. We'll find out. If, if I'm the Texans and I have two and 12, I'm taking C.J. Stroud at two, and then at 12, I'm taking a lineman or a receiver to help support mm-hmm. him. And I'm not thinking twice about it. It's interesting. Last week I sat here with you guys and I said, I don't understand. Why is the bloom off the rose for C.J. Stroud? Why yeah. is why does it all of a sudden this rock-solid prospect who checks so many boxes and has performed at such a high level, why is he falling, it seems? And when you come out and say and bang the table about that, you get these waves of people who either experts or think they are coming in, and it's all the same species of resistance in the C.J. Stroud constructive conversation. One, you get, no Ohio State quarterbacks ever work out. Ohio State quarterbacks don't work. Okay. I've been around long enough to remember when that was said about Texas Tech quarterbacks, when that was said about Alabama quarterbacks. I don't know if you watched this little game we had back in February called the Super Bowl, but the two quarterbacks who put up over 70 points were from Texas Tech and Alabama. Then you get the wave of people and be like, C.J. Stroud was set up so perfectly as all these great wide receivers around him. That's the reason he succeeded. First of all, did you watch Joe Burrow's receivers at LSU? Were those guys any good? <laughs> Secondly, 
C.J. Stroud lost Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, the 10 and 11 overall picks in the draft, and then came back and was a Heisman finalist mm -hmm. after losing those guys. So that's complete BS. I don't want to hear it. And then you get the interesting one, the sweet, sweet, tasty one. The guy with the egg avatar says, no, man, bomb the S2 test. Can't draft him. You mean that test you found out about 20 minutes ago and now basing your entire draft approach about it? The S2 thing is fascinating. You know what? Else? There's this other test that's around, and it's called the dog test. And it's when you play against the Georgia Bulldogs and you light them up for four touchdowns and no interceptions. He aced the Georgia test. You mean football over it's top of an S2 test? against wow. the most talented team and the program of this decade and he aced it mm. now the s2 thing is all sexy and new and p strakes has been all over it and peter you've been talking about this for weeks and apparently he did not do well on it and so now he's just completely undraftable and will be an undrafted free agent that's what i'm hearing but all the rest of the stuff i think is contrived bs that i still don't get and i would take a number two overall yeah all that is valid speak to the s2 the this s is the hottest thing cognitive so the wonderlick test was always used for years yeah. and it's basically uh an iq test of mm -hmm. sorts but it's also if train a leaves the station at two o'clock and train b leaves the station yeah. Yeah. at 3 o'clock. Sounds eight. horrible. It's 1 to 40, and it's a number. The S2 cognition test is a 45-minute examination of how fast you can process information, the quickness of processing information. You sit in a virtual reality booth of sorts for 45 minutes, and in that 45 minutes, objects are coming, and they're blaring at you, and you need to be able to sort out which object comes first, and you've got to be able to sort it all out. It's been used in baseball. It's been used in football. Half the teams in the NFL use it, and it's getting a lot of steam, and I can't report nor deny what C.J. Stroud got. Bob McKinn, who put that number out, there, which was an incredibly low number compared to Bryce Young's, mm -hmm. is a very respected journalist. I don't know how he got that number, but it's out there. But I agree with you. Mm. I don't think that's going to be the determining factor on whether C.J. Stroud mm. gets taken before another quarterback. I would love to have an opportunity for us four at this desk to be able to yes. have this S2 test. S2 machine. Yes. We all take it and see where it all ends up. Obviously, I've played in the league. You've played in college. Jamie College. Like, let's just see where it all lands. If it says, oh, yeah. Jamie would have been the best quarterback a bunch of us playing out there. I, I would love to do that. You know that. how you can tell? Who, who, whoever gets the most tickets that it kicks out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the tickets, <laughs> and then you take it and get a Jolly Rancher. Go get you a, a good prize. Box. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, I, I'm doubling down on what you just said. For the Houston Texans, C.J. Shaw right there, if he's at two, go ahead and grab him, and then go and get his receiver, Smith and Jigba, and pair these two in the NFL, in the AFC South. You mentioned Joe Burrow and who he was throwing to in college, Justin Jefferson, Joe Jamar Chase. He was able to pair up with Jamar Chase in Cincinnati, and that seems to be working out pretty mm -hmm. fine pair for that duo. So, to me, you have the opportunity to go get a quarterback. You don't want to be this high in the draft again. Only way you do not select C.J. Stroud is if you don't think he's the guy for the next 10 to 15 years to lead your organization. For me, as I listen about an S2 test and being able to sit in front of a screen and press buttons and do all of those things, I played for 13 years. I don't ever remember being out there in a game and saying, wow, this is just like when I was at home playing Madden, going against my friends. Now I'm out here just trying to cover Andre Johnson, just press triangle and jump up and deflect the ball. It just doesn't work that way. You're watching the film. You're watching this guy go to work. You're seeing him prepare. You have an opportunity to interview and to talk to him and watch him play football and ask him how he's interpreting it, why he's making the decisions that he's making. That's the good plays. That's the bad plays. There's so much time spent touch points and all of these different things, I have to imagine those things come before what happens in virtual reality. So don't overthink this thing. C.J. Stroud, 
this entire time, draft him at two and then pair him mm. with his college teammate and friend receiver mm. and see this two pair just come to fruition <laughs> and be able to ball for you in the future. There's something beautifully condescending about the way you're saying S2 tests in virtual reality. Mm -hmm. like in Possibly. virtual reality, mm -hmm. you're just like, you don't buy it. You don't no. believe in it. No, that's Jason not, could say, I played your, the game. Right, mm. that's 13 not your, years. Mm. <laughs> There's a phrase that I, whenever I hear in conversation when people say it really stresses me out for them because this is something I value a lot in life. If someone tells me I lost sleep, Sleep over this. Yes, sir. It really, I feel badly for you. I love sleep. I think everybody needs it. I think it's one of the greatest solutions in the entire world is just sleep. Sleep take. I like it. So I don't like to say this phrase a lot because it's not really where I cook, but like I was talking to a GM recently and he told me he was losing sleep over where his team was picking in the first round. I won't say who it was, just the point is I was felt badly for him because I was mm -hmm. like, I wish you a better position mm -hmm. in the draft. Where the Texans are sitting at 2 and 12, if you're going to lose sleep over 2, then trade down. Get more guys. Get more resources. If the guy that's sitting there at 2 is somebody else that would want more and you get more people out of it, then give 2 away. Mm. Get more resources for it. Something that I've lost sleep over recently is the Peter Schrager 1.0 mock draft. The intradivisional trade between the Texans and the Colts at 2 and 4 is I'm shook. It has me shook because it makes so much sense. If the Colts really love whoever the Colts want to love and the Texans don't love them as much, mm -hmm. then switch. Give it a switch. It doesn't, you get more guys for who you would have taken at two anyways. There are enough quarterback hungry teams in this draft. Specifically, I'm sorry that it's in your division, Colts, but Chris Ballard, if you're going to say that nobody knows, you know. Mm -hmm. You know who you mm -hmm. want. Go up and mm -hmm. get him. And Texans, if you're going to lose sleep over two, then trade back and get more guys mm -hmm. for your guy. And then if you have a quarterback sitting at 12, you can take him then. It too. is such a flex if you're willing to trade that pick at two and say, not only are we going to pass on CJ Stroud, we dare you to take him. Yes. We'll face him twice a year with our pass rusher and we'll kick your butts. If that trade were That's happen, dangerous. Yep. it would be such a move by the Texans to yes. say, we are mm -hmm. so certain mm -hmm. he's not the guy that mm. we're willing to go up against him twice a year. That's a mm. dangerous move to me. I, I think the coach trading at that three spot, because if I'm Houston at two, take who you feel like the guy's going to be. If you're not going C.J. Stroud, whether that is a Tyree Wilson or a Will Anderson, you allowed him to trade with you and draft C.J. Stroud. That's all now, time. You play against him, and you draft a defensive end at four. Maybe Arizona takes Will Anderson. You end up with Tyree Wilson. Will Anderson goes and balls. Tyree Wilson maybe doesn't. And now C.J. Stroud is killing you twice a year. That's tough to live now. I, I don't know if I'm doing if that. You, you have to – in these things, you have to not only draft a great player, you have to make sure that you didn't pass on yeah. any great yes. ones. Like, the infamous – you know, the Bears move up and take Trubisky, yes. and Mahomes was there, and Watson was there. It's tough. It's the redraft five years. Years later, I know. Stuff. I want to hear more about your conversation with Howie Roseman. Like, how is he doing? <laughs> is he feeling good going <laughs> yeah. into the draft? Like, sleep over the I'm, I'm not, not going to swim in this Ian Rappaport, Peter Schrager. This is, the, Duke this is the GM. No, 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 no. Rand Carthon doesn't I like feel 11? badly that people lose just... sleep over where they're picking in the so draft. So what, what problem does Belichick have with 14? I don't understand. Yes. He doesn't you know like it. Dang it, Kyle. You unearthed it. Ding, 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 ding. He doesn't ding. like being in the 20s. Wants to move up. He's losing I mean, sleep. Can you imagine every pick you could make that argument for? So good. The 2023 NFL draft presented by Bud Light is here, and people are losing sleep over it. Greatness? You're on the clock, but where is greatness going to be taken? Watch live Thursday through Saturday. NFL Network draft coverage presented by Verizon. Additional coverage on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Every year around this time, you fall in love with a player. Mm. And I've known you for six years of doing the draft, yeah. and we can go through the list of the guys that you've loved. Is there a guy who you're just, you just cannot wait to hear his name called on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday? Stroud. And I didn't think that was going to happen because it's not my usual. The backlash on Stroud is maybe. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, I, I would have thought Levis. Zach. Like, it, it, three weeks ago, it was all Richardson and Levis. And mm-hmm. now it's like, I like to go in for the guy whose stock is going down. Mm-hmm. So now I want Stroud to go number one overall. That's my guy, mm-hmm. I like Stroud. It. Yeah. Peter, who have you fallen in love with besides the he whose nickname you gave to him, the Condor? I like Tyree Wilson. Yeah. I really like Tyree Wilson. Uh, the tight end is, of all people, the tight end Dalton Kincaid mm. out of Utah. You know, in a, a kind of down year for blue chip wide receivers, the tight ends might get taken a little earlier. And I just, I love the tight end position. And I think he might be the next guy for that tight end you, Dalton mm. Kincaid. Pretty cool. Yeah. What about you, Jay? I would have to go Emmanuel Forbes. Yes. yes. Shregs introduced us to him at 166 pounds. Obviously, you know, I love DBs, but seeing a skinny guy going up there hitting people, I want to see where he ends up in the draft. Um, I hope that Cody Malk goes somewhere where they do not pressure him to get his teeth fixed because uh, all we know of Cody Malk is his signature smile Mm -hmm. or lack thereof that we know so far. And Cody Malk, I can't wait to see you walk across that stage in Kansas City. Speaking of Kansas City, our Tom Pelissero, our NFL Network insider, has already landed. Tom... Aaron Rodgers gave us a drawn-out draft storyline back in 2005. We thank him so much for that, yet it still still feels like it's going somehow. 18 years later, drama is still being provided as the first round approaches with Aaron Rodgers. What is the latest that you can tell us between the Packers and the Jets in their trade negotiations? 
Well, Jamie, I'm in the green room, so somebody on one of these couches back here will have an Aaron Rodgers like, wait, it's just how it goes. 17 prospects will be in the green room come Thursday night. Somebody's going to be the last one to exit and end up hearing their name called. But with regard to Aaron Rodgers, the Jets and the Packers have re-engaged in recent days on a trade discussion that has been ongoing now for several months. The Jets and Packers and Aaron Rodgers all have the same goal, which is Aaron Rodgers, the four-time NFL MVP, ending up as a member of the New York Jets. However, the exact price tag has been a complication and has been subject to these talks here for multiple months. Now, there's a pressure point that's obviously arriving in the next 24 to 48 hours that the Packers, if they want to get a pick in this year's draft or multiple picks in this year's draft, need to have this trade agreed to in advance of Thursday night. For the Jets, they obviously are motivated to get this thing wrapped up, know who their quarterback is, and not have this drawn out into the rest of the spring and the summer. So the discussions are ongoing. They're not there yet. My understanding is they're not far apart in terms of what the compensation would be, but there is no close. It's either a done deal or it's not. As of this moment, there was no deal in place. There was nothing imminent here. Things could happen quickly. Again, because these discussions have been ongoing, they're not that far apart. But we shall see if and when Aaron Rodgers actually becomes a member of the New York Jets. Guys. So I've never heard the English language manipulated more when Tom Pelissero says they are not far apart, but there is no close. There is just that or there is done deal. Tom, that's a hell of a job you're doing out there. We appreciate you. In Kansas City, uh, we'll hang and talk to you more in a little bit. Aaron Rodgers uh, and company and the teams that are uh, involved in his situation continue to keep the storyline. Interesting stories, Mm -hmm. though, that we'll be keeping our eyes on in the final days leading up to the draft will be as follows. Kyle. This is the one. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just stay here. You know, Bryce Young going to uh, Carolina. That's great. You didn't like my Jim Caldwell influence to start the show? I like it all. Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets (laughs) is like a pretty big deal. And I just love this this talk that like talks have picked back up. (laughs) So it's Goody and Big Joe. And they, they get back on the phone and like, is there this ice break? Hey, how you been? Yeah, yeah. Man, could you believe Succession? Yeah, Man, that was crazy. I didn't see that coming at all. Anyway, uh, so uh, Joe, you're gonna give us that first round pick? Nope. Okay. Well, let's. Well, I don't know. Let's try it again in 48 hours from now because we still want it. And he's like, "Well, that's great. We're not giving it to you. Someone has to budge. Mm-hmm. It's just like we talk about with Lamar all the time. Like, Lamar wants something that the Ravens don't want to give him <laughs> until someone says." We lose, nothing happens. And so we've known for this entire month, going back weeks now, that the draft is going to be the great equalizer. Something's going to have to move it. But I don't understand how the talks pick back up. There were talks, intense talks, and both sides decided what they wanted and they couldn't come to resolution. After taking a couple weeks off, it doesn't matter unless you dramatically change your take. And I surmise still that I think that the New York, the, the Packers want the 13 overall pick. I think they want that. They're like, we're giving you the best Packer ever. Give us the 13. It's just that Joe says no. And so until we get to Thursday night or maybe even Friday, then it's changed dramatically. I love this because it's just a staring contest. You could take two weeks off or two years off. Nothing's going to change. I, I remember specifically talking to folks at the NFL League office, and I asked, what moment in NFL history at the draft had the biggest, like, rating spike. Can we do that analysis? And the word I got was that when the Cowboys were on the clock, the Manziel draft, 
Johnny Menzel was available oh, yeah. on the board. The Cowboys are on the clock. The Texas yeah. hero. Yeah. And they took Zach Martin. And the ratings still went up higher, higher, higher as he legend on the board. But like that moment, it went whew. What a great pick. It was smart. <laughs> great pick. Yeah. Smart. Well, yeah. the legend is the card was taken out of Jerry's hand. Yeah, there's a lot of And then he legends. wanted to get Johnny. <laughs> the that's the spike moment. Okay. That's the spike moment. I think night two... If Rodgers is still on the Packers and the Jets' second-round pick is on the clock at okay. 40 seconds, I can imagine everyone changing over from the NBA playoffs, mm. over from the NHL playoffs. What's Rappaport got? Like, where are we at with this mm. thing? Because the second those picks are made, the value goes significantly down. Like, the Packers aren't as interested yes. in the Jets' third-round pick. Like, there are two second-round picks. And if the Jets make those picks, well, then now there are no first, second, or third-round, or first, or two yeah. second-round picks. Like, Tough. that has to happen there. And it could blow up, like, completely. Yes. You know? And yet, I look at the highest the spike on this thing. I think when the Colts are on the board at four, mm. it's going to be the most interesting spot in the first round. Okay. We don't know what's happening at two, definitively. We don't know who's even taking a pick at three, but we do know that the Colts are most likely going quarterback. And we do know that there will be one of those quarterbacks on the board, whether it be a C.J. Stroud, whether it be an Anthony Richardson, or whether it be a Will Levis. We've also heard all three of those names tied closely to the Colts over the last few months. The most recent name that I've heard is that there are a lot of fans of Anthony Richardson in the room and that Chris Ballard is a traits guy. What's a traits guy? Mm. He loves the physical ability and the upside and let us have the highest ceiling. That might be Richardson. Last week, I heard from everyone in the league that they're hearing Levis is the guy. Although Will Levis hasn't had a ton of follow-up calls or been brought back in the building or been... And then, of course, Stroud seems like the obvious pick. And it's like, if C.J. Stroud's on the board, you take C.J. Stroud at fourth overall. Indianapolis at four, a quarterback franchise that went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck and has now had a revolving door of veterans and fill-ins and young guys who couldn't get it done. Who's the guy at four? I think that's the most intriguing thing. And does Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay and, of course, our new coach, Shane Second, do they have mm-hmm. the courage to pass on C.J. Stroud and take someone else that they might like more? So many quarterbacks. Obviously, these guys that can go in the first round, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay to the Jets. And yet I'm going to talk about a defensive player that some people said going into this draft, Jalen Carter might be the best player yeah. in the entire draft. Mm-hmm. The storyline I'm looking at come Thursday night is where does he go? Schrager in our first hour said he doesn't know if Jalen Carter gets out of the top six. With obviously Seattle picking at five and Detroit at six, those two teams might be a backstop of where he possibly can go. Obviously, we saw him and his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, on the HBO special, and they're talking about their thought process of not talking to anybody out of the top ten and everything that's gone on and transpired. And I said it last week, when you watch that clip, you start to think, all right, five years from now, what does this clip sound like as he's sitting in his living room and we're getting a chance to hear him talk, and he says, hey, I think a little bit my draft stock could be affected by, obviously, everything that's transpired and his time in Georgia and him leaving the combine, him not finishing his pro day. And you turn the film on for Jalen Carter and you're blown away about his ability and the way he plays the game. But then some people says, hey, well, he doesn't play every play hard. If he did, he'd be truly dominant. So many question marks around this prospect, yet so much upside in his athletic ability and what he's able to Mm -hmm. do on the Mm -hmm. field. There's the -the off-the-field issues and everything that has happened with him that I am interested to see how high up a team is willing to draft him and then where he ends up in a spot where he can be developed and kind of taken care of and put in the best possible position to become a very good pro. I'm very interested to see where Jalen Carter ends up. It really makes me sad to hear someone say it so simply that he could be 
period, the best player in this draft, mm-hmm. period. And a simple wrong decision that he made in January uh, where he was racing a car and a car accident was involved that two of his classmates at Georgia died in tragically. It's like the decision-making aspect, it's just such a sad story for yeah. Jalen Carter because his talent is right there. The names in this draft have been really fun to unpack to see where they go and the belief that that is your guy and how, how high are you going to swing for your guy. Anthony Richardson, where are you going, man? Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Because on this show earlier in the, in the hour, two of us had him going second overall. One of us had him going third overall. And the other one, or fourth overall in terms of the quarterbacks, excuse mm-hmm. me. Five quarterbacks going off the board, two, two, three, and four. This intrigue with this young man is because he's an unknown commodity. We don't know what he brings to the table. We've barely seen, compared to the other guys in the draft, what his tape looks like. We don't know that he does this in a pro-style offense. We don't. We just don't know, and that's what makes him a mystery. Who's going to believe in this guy enough to take him, and how high are you going to take him? Who's going to trade for him? Because the second a team makes a move for Anthony Richardson, that just further cements your belief that you are right in picking this quarterback. And when you think so steadfastly that you are going to make a move for somebody, and that's how right you are, it makes it even sexier. It makes it even more in- interesting. <laughs> so it's, so, inc- it's incredibly sexy. Yes. It is. Whatever, wherever he goes, if it's two or if it's 30 it's fireworks yes. like that is one of the ones you care about. that is the one that's going to have the terrible tweets afterwards it's going to have all the reaction mm-hmm. there's going to be more to that than to bryce young or mm-hmm. cj Stroud. Yeah. this is mr electricity no matter where the hell he goes i think he's going to go high I, like really high I, I had him as i think he's going to be the second quarterback off the board because i think some teams not going to be able to resist himself I, yeah i really value peter king's insight and his, i think peter king had him going in the 20s yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, the and, range is interesting. And as I awesome. think he can go four to the Colts. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle, I did want to circle back to something you said in the earlier in the show, and it pertains to your topic that you found most interesting with the Packers and how they have 10 picks to get. They have 10 And, and mm-hmm. you could conceivably see them taking 10 pass catchers, and the translation loosely would be 10 middle fingers to North Jersey. That's I what think I said, is I how think. you phrased yes. it. Yes, and that you still stand by this. And I think North Jersey invented the middle finger, if I'm not mistaken. Yes! <laughs> right, off, right off Route 3. If, if you don't know... <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has never, in the whole administration, they never drafted a first-round weapon. Tight end, running back, wide receiver, they have never done it. So if they did it now, like it, it would not be a subtle gesture. Now, look, they might say, no, 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 it's because we have a new young quarterback we're trying to build around him. Well, you didn't do it when Rodgers was a young, young quarterback. quarterback either. They just don't do it. I See, Peter, you call out the four pick. I think the spike is at the three pick. It could be. Yeah. Because there Who's is coming? nothing, nothing more exciting than the trade, than the huge trade. Oh, my God, some team yeah. just went from 16 to 3, and they traded everything, then that, I mean, that's electric. I love the three. Do the chime. We got the ding, 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 ding. And the logo and It's that logo change yes. where it goes whoosh, and it goes from the Cardinals logo to who that, a Ravens logo. We don't even yeah. know, yeah. and then everyone, oh, 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 it's the best. Patriots. I love it. That's what I'm saying. Patriots, yeah, could be a Patriots it. logo. Yeah, what if they did it? What if the Titans? What if the Titans? Oh, man. The opportunities are endless. The 2023 NFL Draft, presented by Bud Light, is almost here. Greatness is on the clock. Which one of those guys is going to be great? None of them? All of them? TBD. Watch live Thursday through Saturday. NFL Network draft coverage presented by Verizon. Additional coverage can be seen on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes. Uh, and you can stream it on NFL Plus, which we know you already have because we have been talking to you about it since August. Let's go! He's one of the top prospects in this year's draft. Former Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs joins us after the break. Peter loves him. Let's go. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football! Time now for another edition of Next Gen Chats, where we shine a spotlight on the next generation of NFL stars. Joining us now uh, is Jameer Gibbs, a highly touted running back out of Alabama who has a very good chance of getting his name called on Thursday evening as we take a look at the two running backs Peter thinks will be uh, first-round picks. There's, there's there Jameer. He is. What's up, Jameer? What's up? What's happening? What's up? What's up? Nothing. We uh, want to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, you played your first, first two seasons of your career at Georgia Tech before you transferred to Alabama where you had a fantastic yeah. year. What Reflect back on how Nick Saban and really the whole coaching staff at Alabama prepared you in that, not only transition to Alabama and their expectation, but also for the NFL. Uh, I think they've been so great because of their consistency and the way uh, Coach Saban runs the program. He really demands a lot from us. You know, he runs it like a business. So basically just like that, how the NFL is a business. He, he's been in the NFL. Like He just translates that and just brings it to the university. He does a great job. He really does, like nobody else. You know what else is a business selling jerseys? That number one is clean, man. Yeah. It is a clean number. You Appreciate wore it in that. high school, at Georgia Tech, <laughs> yeah. at Alabama. Yeah. Why do you choose number one, and are you looking to wear it on Sundays? Yeah, the first time I got it uh, my freshman year of high school. And my brother, he played on the varsity team. He had it when he was playing. So uh, when he left, uh, I just continued to wear it. I think it looks good. Uh, I ain't going to lie. So, and I wanted it at uh, Tech and Bama. But it's not really no like super mean to it. I think it's just, I think it's just me, to be honest. Nothing like a family tradition wearing number one after your yeah. brother. And of course. I mean, it's a single digit. Number one usually goes to one of the best players on the team, and you were that at Alabama. Last season, 44 receptions, which led the team, but it also ranked second all-time of running backs in Alabama history. Talk more about your ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, but also what NFL teams are loving about you, your ability to spread out and become a receiver, that versatility. How can that help an NFL offense? Yeah, 
I think I started when I was little. I used to uh, play in the backyard. I was going to play receiver and with the ball in my hand. So I always ran deep route, deep post and stuff like that. Backyards with my friends. High school, I played both receiver and running back. So I think from like that whole transition just helped me become who I am today with the pass catching ability and just me working on it a lot. You know, it involved my game even more. And uh, at Bama, um, uh, I really appreciated how uh, Coach Saban and Coach OB and even Bryce trusted me to make plays for him, to uh, spread me out wide in the slot, knowing, uh, showing my, showing, uh, like, my skill set and just helping our team win, you know. All right, we've been breaking down your tape for the last three months. Now it's time to find an NFL team to you. I've heard everything from Giants at 25 to Eagles to Cowboys to Chiefs. Where are you going yeah, on Thursday going? or Friday? Do you know? I don't know. I've heard of that, too. I've been wondering the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a preference or a place where you'd love to end up and you've always saw yourself wearing that helmet? And to be honest, I'm just going to be blessed with every team uh, comes and gets me. And I never grew. I didn't. I don't have a favorite NFL team, really. So, whoever's Perfect. cutting the check, that's going to be your favorite free agent. One. Exactly. Yeah. Whoever has the number one available, I would think too. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need that. Uh, good, I'm gonna need that. There you go. <laughs> you need that. Yeah. Awesome to get to know you today, man. Good luck. Have an awesome week. It's one that you'll remember forever. We wish you the best. See you, man. Good luck, Thank man. You. Thank you. Appreciate that. Absolutely. There's number one. There's number one here on Good Morning Football. Peter, uh, you spent the weekend working the phones, not just this weekend. It's all yeah. the time you work the phones. What do you hear about this young man? Uh, Georgia Tech was like one of these guys on a team that wasn't contending for national titles. And Daniel Jeremiah told me last week, he said, you know, he popped off the screen at Georgia Tech and then he transfers to Alabama. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and has this unbelievable season. The numbers yards per carry and all that stuff. It's comparable with B. John Robinson, if not better, if you look at last year's numbers. Um, first round pick is what I'm told. Likely after Robinson, but we've seen crazier things happen. Sure just look at the film. Kyle, you're a running back. What's your take? Well, you have me at yards per carry. As I always say, mm. I don't care how many total yards you have. I don't care how many touch Yards per carry. Every time you touch the ball, what are you doing with it? This guy has juice. I love him. I see it's it's the first round running back conversation over and then it's also like are you potentially getting the second first round running back this is fun too because we may say oh my god he went 13th overall or he's into the second round and he has to be a two suits guy if he goes uh, I, I like him a lot there's a lot to chew on in this one though yeah what I, what I think is fascinating about him is you hear the comparisons of uh, Kamara and then also of uh, CMC Christian McCaffrey when mm -hmm. you hear that and they mix in first round running back it's like well these guys can be a running back slash a receiver so I think that versatility makes him extremely interesting to see where he'll go how high but then I think once he ends up on the right team of just what that production level will be right out the gate I always find it interesting um, anyone that transfers into Alabama after having played a couple years that another like high in D1 school and if you can arrive and not only hang but excel mm -hmm. I think it really speaks a lot to your uh, football acumen because the the running back list for Alabama guys in the NFL now Najee Harris uh, Damian Harris Brian Robinson you know they hit the league and they're able to really hit the ground running so I think for someone like Jameer if you can hang at Alabama then you're all right Peter let's look at your running backs that you have mocked out because some of these names just in general re refresh our minds as to what you're hearing about these guys yeah both of them are, are first round picks their grades are first round grades Robinson transcendent talent the whole thing you could talk about him as a top 10 pick and Gibbs is getting a lot of steam late here mm. in that Gosh, it, it depends on what your offense is looking for. If you're looking for someone who can also play receiver on certain drive. Again, my comparisons would be this. Bijan Robinson, comparable 
to, let's say, Saquon Barkley, mm. or as as Daniel Jeremiah said earlier this week, Edrin James, mm. like that kind of player. And then you're looking at Kamara and McCaffrey and Jamal Charles for Gibbs. Mm -hmm. mm. That's the high end. Like we're talking about these yeah. guys are sensational, yeah. like top of the, like Hall of Fame talents. Can't go wrong with either one of them. And of course, it goes to the value of the running backs. But I mentioned the Giants. Makes Interesting sense. to see how this Saquon thing plays out. Oh, what yeah. a move that would be as a chess piece if they took Gibbs in the first round at 25th overall and said, hey, Saquon, your move next. Mm. Do you think if Saquon, you know, puts pen to paper minutes before the draft starts, does that completely change what the Giants are planning on doing? Or do you think they are planning for the future regardless? I would think that if Saquon was to agree to a long-term deal before the draft, running back would not be yeah. an option. What about not? What if he just writes, what if he just signs for the franchise, franchise tag? Step right up, running backs. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's a big difference. Sure. I read this cool article ESPN had about Bijan Robinson, and the headline is a generational talent born in the wrong generation. Yeah. Mm. And he owns it, and he talks about it, and he says, like, people come up to you, all my friends are like, man, 15 years ago, you'd be the number one overall pick, and now you gotta wait, but he doesn't care. He yeah. has this, like, unbeaten smile. He's constantly upbeat about it. He'll go, he'll go Teams somewhere, that would be great. love Bijan We like them. Yeah. He jumped off the screen. Yeah. Nicknamed Smiley. He's like, yeah. an incredible is that right? yeah. Nickname is Smiley. That's, That's great. That's perfect. And yet he's not a happy player. No. <laughs> and I love he has a historical reference, too, to the Barry Sanders. Yeah. Like Barry Sanders yeah, responded to cool. him on social media. It's really awesome. awesome. The 2023 NFL Draft presented by Bud Light is almost here. Greatness is on the clock, people. Watch live Thursday through Saturday. NFL Draft. NFL Network Draft coverage presented by Verizon. Additional coverage on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes. Streaming on NFL Plus as well. But an awesome show. An awesome Monday to kick off the week, hasn't it? It has been a great Monday. Yeah. Very, and a very, very exciting week. The big thing we talked about this morning that we're excited about is our guy, Jason McCourty, yes. right over there. We'll be announcing a draft pick for the Tennessee Titans coming up this weekend. Jay, how are you feeling about it? I'm excited. I'm fired up. Get a chance to go out there on stage. All of the fans of Kansas City. There's a big Twitter right now going on of be careful because Kyle jinxed Buffalo last year and Kyle's the reason that Buffalo did not win the Super Bowl. That's just true. that one chicken wing and him on stage. It's true. Everything went perfectly for the Bills last season. It was just me. Just that, that. that was I the only thing. Also, yeah. Yeah. Um, if the Titans don't win the Super Bowl, I promise you, Jason, it's not because of you. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little nerve-wracking to go into Kansas City, though, would you think, and like having memories there and like you think the crowd is going to be totally against you? Uh, fond memories there for me. Uh, <laughs> AFC Championship game in 2018. Yes, yes we won that game. I also had a game earlier with the Tennessee Titans a few decades ago where I had two interceptions in that game. Mm. I only went into Arrowhead and won that game. So I'm mm. kind of getting it started early. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, the only thing we don't want you to just go in there and just make. That's the noise that you might hear in case a trade is done. Oh. And that when that happens, big things go down. So that, I heard that chime this weekend in my ear. Yeah? A big thing happened in uh, my life. What? I got my Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, you got them. We got them. For where? Danny's goes. New York. So this I'm is MetLife? We're going I'm to MetLife. Okay. My husband Sam and I are going to MetLife. I won't say the day. I'm not going to give you the details. We're going. Uh, my, But he's just happy because anniversary, birthday, and Christmas all taken care of for at least one year, wow. maybe even two. Can your kids still eat? Are they uh, still going to have food on the table? We, we are going to eat at home that night for dinner. <laughs> yeah. um, we're going to go. I'm so excited. Now I'm making the playlist of all the set lists that she's done, but her set lists are changing every city. When is she coming? In. When is it? Uh, it is the weekend before Memorial Day. So we're going to be heading two weeks. into in a, yeah, one month to prepare. Okay. Wow. So excited. Breaking news. Met so excited at MetLife. I thought about Philadelphia. I would have done the drive to Boston. I mm -hmm. probably would have I would have driven anywhere, to be honest, or flown anywhere. But it was right How in our backyard. Feel? We're going to go. I'm so excited. Yeah. It I like, can, makes I can me feel a little nervous energy. to think about it. 
I know. And I've been watching all the videos and everything. I'm so excited. So that was my big draft. Uh, the two of you guys go? Two of us are going. I told you. him I would go. I'd pay my way into the by myself. Yeah. He was like, first of all, you're not going to go in there by yourself. Yeah. Okay. He, and Sam's life philosophy is if you're going to be in the building, be in the building. Oh, let's go. I would have been Sam. like, uh, I'm up here. Now we got to get I'm you the VIP like package uh, when you get a chance to meet Taylor yeah. and all of that stuff. So. Well, maybe that's something I can ask for over the next month. But yeah, I'm so excited. I'm you have some drinks beforehand? That's, yeah. No, I want to remember everything crystal clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. What? There is that type well, of person. I know say, that person. He didn't say black out. I've been at plenty of concerts <laughs> where I don't remember it crystal clear. That's fine. Eric mm. Church, I'm so sorry. Taylor Swift. Um, Taylor Pennsylvania. Swift, yeah. Yep. But was in Nashville. Does she have a football team? Do we know? Is mm. she like is she like a Steelers or Eagles fan? Or I Titans? hope she is a fan of the NFL because I hope that she is a Super Bowl performer next Ooh. year. Uh, so I think she should not pick a team. I think Slow she down. Be Billy like Joel's got that. Fan one. of the league. No, Vegas, Taylor Swift, 2024. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, tomorrow we're going to draft the entire first round as four of us. We're going to do all yes. the picks, Mock one after entire. another. Mock draft, the whole thing. So, Jason, when you're on the clock at 28, get ready. And you're 29. Yeah, I think so. Go wow. Knicks! <laughs>